Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at WhitRiverside. Good morning. Good morning. Well, today is Pentecost Sunday. Yeah, when we say, come Holy Spirit. (sighs) Very aware that um, speaking on the subject of come Holy Spirit is is quite a challenge. A number of people, if we heard, have been at wildfires. Um, I wasn't there, I've been working. But um, people have sat under awesome teaching, seen amazing worship and been thoroughly inspired. And my phone has been pinging all week with reminders Lectio 365, Thy Kingdom Come, Through the Bible in a Year, and so forth, all encouraging me and others to kind of get stuck in and to receive from the Holy Spirit. But I kind of wonder in the midst of that, what on earth can I share? Because you can click on your phone now and you'll get some excellent teaching, and I'd love to do a 12-week series, but we just have a few minutes. But I'm really heartened. When you look in the Bible in Acts chapter 10, You read about a man called Cornelius and God spoke to him and he encouraged Peter to come to his house and share. And when he came to the house, he was sharing and Peter, like me, he started going on a bit. And in the end, he was going on so much, the Holy Spirit just came and fell on everyone in the room. So are we ready? No, no, are we really ready? I don't think I'm ready. But in childlike faith, in childlike faith, I want to be open to laying aside what I've prepared to speak this morning. If the Lord wants to do something in a slightly different way. Not in a spooky, weird way where everyone freaks out and goes strange. But if the Lord wants to do something, and I'm very open to Simon or Keeley, if they sense God is highlighting something or saying something, just to come and let's see where, let's see where God takes us. But in the meantime, there are three questions that I very briefly want to look at this morning. The first one is, who is the Holy Spirit? Secondly, who does he fill? And thirdly, how does he fill us? Now, I believe that this this book, the Bible, I believe that this is the word of God. And I believe that this was written by people who are inspired by this very same Holy Spirit who we're speaking about this morning. So I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask the one who inspired this book to try and help us understand and to interpret my faltering words in a way that each one of us can understand. So let's just pray, shall we? Father God, we want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for your word, the Bible. Father, we want to thank you that you inspired people to write these words of encouragement and truths about you. Holy Spirit, we simply ask that you would be our teacher today. Holy Spirit, would you minister to each one of our hearts? Highlight to each one of us what you want to say to each one of us, Lord Jesus. Amen. So two, two scriptures we're going to look at, very familiar for this, uh, for this time of year. I'm looking at Acts chapter 1, verses 3 to 8, and then Acts 2, 1 to 4. 
And it says this. Jesus presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them for 40 days, speaking about the kingdom of God. And while he was with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptised with water, but you will be baptised in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Jesus said to them, It's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. Let me move on to the beginning of Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, or in some versions it says when the day of Pentecost had fully come, and if you have a world clock, it's probably coming up to the full day on the east side of the world right now. So I believe that it's only a little thing, but the, the day of Pentecost has fully come. They were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as a fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Wow. So who is, who is the Holy Spirit? Well, I believe the Bible teaches us that God is one, and yet God is three persons. It's a very difficult concept to, to kind of grasp, and I don't think anyone ever fully can. But we have God the Father, we have Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, and we have the Holy Spirit. As I say, it's difficult, it's difficult to grasp, but we've got a scripture coming up now from Luke 3, 21-22, where we see the Godhead literally in action together. It says this, When Jesus had been baptised, and he was praying, heavens, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in him, in bodily form, like a dove, and a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Now, I've just been told, reminded that we have a baptismal service next week. Who's being baptised? I won't pull you out, don't worry. Who's getting baptised next week? Okay. Let me... Let, that's great. Die! Rise up. Let me just uh, encourage you as, you as you come into this week of being baptised. Because um, I've come, I come from a background in churches where everyone's getting baptised and you all pile on them and pray. And everyone gets all excited and starts praying and laying on hands and so forth. But interestingly here it says Jesus was praying. So let me encourage you that you can pray. When you're baptised, yes, receive prayer. And yes, we will be piling around you to pray for you. We will be. But also, it's okay for you to pray on your own. God wants to hear you as well. He loves you. You don't need the professional Christians or the experienced Christians to pray. You pray. And allow the Holy Spirit, in a way that is comfortable with you and sits with you, just to rest in you and to fill you. Now, the Holy Spirit, he, he 
displays various characteristics of God or attributes or symbolisms that can help us to understand him. See, the Holy Spirit, he's, he's like a burning fire. He's a burning fire that purifies us. Holy Spirit, he comes like water who refreshes and he cleanses us. He can come like a wind, powerful and mighty, and also like a gentle breeze you can hardly hear. He can come like an anointing oil, equipping for ministry, or an oil for healing. He can come like a dove, gentle and innocent. These are all different pictures that God has shown us to help us understand different characteristics of the Holy Spirit. But who does he fill? Well, here I've got some very good news for you. Who does he fill? He fills ordinary people like you and me. People who love Jesus. People on that journey with Jesus. And those who acknowledge their desperate need of him. Holy Spirit, he fills broken people. He heals, he fills messed up people. Lost people. Holy Spirit fills hurting people and rejected people. Empty, broken hearted and confused people. This is who the Holy Spirit will fill. And as I've been prayerfully praying towards this morning, I had a sense that this was a real core part for some folk here today. No matter how much you discount yourself, Jesus welcomes you. Jesus extends His hands have loved you. His spirit wants to fill you, love you, and comfort you. Let's just pray for a moment. Father, I want to thank you that when I was lost and I was broken, you just showed me that little whisper of who you were. And I want to thank you, Father, that you came and you filled me. And Father, I pray for my friends today. I pray for those watching on the download, for those sitting on the train, for those sitting in the kitchen, for those in their lounge feeling isolated. Lord Jesus, that you would meet with them right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell, there were the 12 disciples, 11 plus the one they chose, and about, maybe about 108 other people who'd all witnessed the ascension of Jesus. Now, God filled a man called Peter with the Holy Spirit. Remember Peter from the Bible? Got everything right, completely perfect, just the man, yeah? I don't think so. Here was a man who denied Jesus three times. Here was a man who through even the devil spoke through him to try and knock Jesus off course. Peter was a man who was full of fear, rejection. He tried to walk on water and sunk. In a nutshell, he would not have made the selection panel for being the most faithful disciple or leader of this fledgling church. Yet God filled him with his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. What a saviour, as we used to say. Does that encourage you? Now, Simon last week, good old Simon, I enjoyed it. I was in Nottingham, but I I watched it later. And he he talked about there is never a good time to step out. I found that incredibly helpful. 
So you might think, oh, June, that's all very nice, but, you know, I've been at wildfires, and to be quite honest, I'm exhausted. You know, I'm, I've really just had enough. I'm really tired. But, you see, we're never going to be ready, are we? Who was ready for lockdown? <laughs> yeah. Those are cans in the cans in the cupboard. I was ready. No. I wasn't ready for lockdown. It just came. I longed to be with friends and family. I longed to have football back on the telly. I didn't want to queue at Sainsbury's. I didn't want to be locked away. But it was a God-given opportunity to spend time with him. Drag yourself in. Pick up your Bible. Go again. It's a good thing to do. Because God's timetable, you see, it's not us. So we've, we've sorted Peter out. Well, let's look at the other disciples who God filled with his Holy Spirit on that first day. Uh, they argued about who was the greatest. Uh, they tried to stop children from disturbing Jesus and spoiling their meetings. And I know years ago I used to get quite itchy when meetings got spoilt and interrupted. And I think sometimes I missed Actually, God, in simple ways, wanted to do things amongst folk. They failed to deliver a boy of an evil spirit. They didn't understand the, the, the teaching of the kingdom. They didn't even feed the crowd, despite the teaching that Jesus had given them. And they didn't even believe, some didn't even believe Jesus was alive when he stood before them in that room after his, his resurrection. Does that encourage you? Yeah. I'm not knocking them. I'm like them. <laughs> Now in Acts 1, verse 5, Jesus shares with his disciples the amazing promise. He says, you will be filled with the Holy Spirit in a few days' time. But rather than getting excited about that, they started to want to ask questions. And in verse 6 and 8, the followers of Jesus, they start asking him the big question. Lord, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? It was a huge question because surely Jesus was back from the dead, wasn't he? They could, they could all get together and they could march up to Pilate's palace and they could say, look, see, see, he's alive. What would you have done? Grab Jesus, run to the Sanhedrin and gone, ta-ta, he's here, you were wrong, na 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 All the kind of things that are in my heart. But what did Jesus say to them? He said, it's not for you to know the bigger plan, but you will receive power when I go away and I send my Holy Spirit upon you. You will receive, wit- you will receive power and you will become witnesses to me. See, God's priorities are not our priorities. You see, I just want God to sort it all out. Don't you want God just to sort it all out? Yeah, get sort it all out. Lord, why don't you sort out this family dispute? Lord, why don't you deal with the injustices in this world? Why do I feel so broken? Why do bad things happen to good people? Yet Jesus' answer is very simple to each one of us. He gives us himself. His Holy Spirit to fill us. His Holy Spirit to refresh us. To lead us and to heal us, to guide us. And one I felt especially highlighted to to me, to calm us. Receive the calm of the Holy Spirit in all the, everything that's going on. Receive the calm. Because as witnesses, we we can witness to Jesus 
And as we witness to Jesus, we extend that message of love and welcome and grace. And rather than wanting God to sort people out. And so I need to do to spend time in the presence of God and say, Lord, change my heart, fill me. Because there's still something in me that wants you to sort people out. But Lord, here am I. Sort me out. (laughs) So, sometimes we want to ask lots of questions and Jesus doesn't want to answer them. Now, in the Bible, hear me carefully, God does like questions. He likes difficult questions. And if you look in the book of Psalms, it's full of people in quite challenging situations. And they're asking God questions. So asking God's questions, asking God questions is okay. But I believe there are times and there are seasons. And I would suggest the next 10, 15 minutes that it's a time to simply lay aside those questions and to receive what God is offering to us this morning. Because God's presence brings perspective like nothing else can. Now in 1983, do you remember the good old days? Wasn't that good actually? (laughs) Julia and I chugged down the M4 in our old Morris Marina, (laughs) being chased by the Top Gear team that wanted to smash it up. (laughs) We were going from Guildford down to Wales. We were going to the wildfires of its day, the Wales Bible Week. I was a very nervous, fearful and hurt young man. And I'd been seeking the filling of the Holy Spirit for about two years. And in my student digs where I lived, a young trainee vicar had come and stayed for a couple of days. And we'd got talking. Um, Never seen him again since. But he gave me a copy of the book Chasing the Dragon by Jackie Pullinger. Who's read that? Yeah. What an amazing book. Now, I really struggled with reading and writing. I was, well, wasn't very good at it at all when I was growing up. Couldn't really read. And so actually, it was actually Julia that read most of the book to me before we went to Wales. It talks about Jackie Pullinger, this woman in the 60s. She'd sought the baptism of the Holy Spirit. She sought to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in a world that was very much against what she was trying to do. And despite the opposition, she has changed thousands of lives. And after six days, six days I managed to hang out at this Bible week. I was in complete emotional turmoil and I knelt on this freezing cold stone floor that smelt of cow poo. Well, that's where Jesus was born, wasn't it? And I was filled with the Holy Spirit. The experience was indescribable. It was like the tangible presence of God as a red-hot knife cutting through butter. The, the very, my very being, I, I can't describe it. In the afternoon, we went up into the hills and there were all these rivers. And it was almost like something from a Mary Jones book, from a, an old Pentecostal book. I knelt by the river. I just kind of met with God. Very subjective, I know, but I just, wow. All hell let loose the next day, I can assure you. But it changed my life radically. It changed everything I did from that point on. I started a journey, and it's been a honing journey. Many tears, much repentance, but getting to know God. And I picked up my Bible. It's a different one. 
for the first time in 23 years on planet Earth, I picked something up and I was able to read. And I read and I read and I was consumed by my Bible. It was a miracle. I was just able to read. Um, even now, I'm able to read, and, and I just couldn't. It's incredible. It's amazing. Now, I'm talking to you about Jesus. There's a very famous scripture that says, Jesus is the same. Today, today and forever, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to be patronising. But Jesus, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. And as I've said before, we don't have a problem with him being Jesus yesterday. We don't particularly have a problem with him tomorrow. But today, today if you hear my voice, do not harden your hearts. Friends, we can have soft hearts this morning. We can receive from this Jesus, this maker of heaven and earth, this one who created us, formed us in the womb. And Martin's favourite psalm, 139. He formed us, he created us, he made us. He knows you most intimately. He knows me most intimately. And amazingly, he still loves me despite that. Isn't he wonderful? We use hallelujah, what a saviour. Isn't he wonderful? This Jesus, he loves you so much. He loves us so much. The more we disqualify ourselves, I believe, the more he draws us in. So why fill with the Holy Spirit? Well, um, how are we filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, Jesus restricted himself to an earthly body. But the Holy Spirit has no such restrictions. God is releasing himself, his all, to us. I believe he is available today. So describing being filled with the Holy Spirit is so different for other people. And in the end, I can't and should never try to make it happen. It's a gift from God. It's just about receiving from God. And I believe the Holy Spirit often fills us in relation to our character. I've seen it over the years. People who are a little bit kind of excitable tend to get very excited. And people who are calm tend to stay quite calm. Although we saw a fascinating story once of a lady who was very prim and proper at a church from 35 years ago who was radically filled when a, a John Wimber team came through, a chap called Tom Stipe, prayed for this very prim and proper middle-aged lady, and she was almightily filled with God. Um, they carried her around for about six months just praying for people. It was, it was off the chart. But how are we filled with the Spirit? Well, we can read about John Wesley. He was a man, and he reluctantly went, as a Christian, he reluctantly went to a Christian meeting of a group that he didn't necessarily really agree with. And he said as he was there, his heart was strangely warmed. And it may be this morning you're listening to me and thinking, well, Riverside, it's not really the church for me. Don't, you know, not really, so oh, I don't know. And that's okay, because God's got a place for you. But still allow the Spirit of God to warm your heart. Receive what Jesus has for you today and then go on to whatever he's called you to. That's fine. In the Hebridean Revival... Back in the last century, there was a young man, and he stood up and he read Psalm 24. Love to go into it more, but he basically had a revelation of the holiness of God and his need to repent. And as he responded to God, God broke out across those islands, and a mighty revival took place, which is still having an effect today. 
So how do you think today the Holy Spirit would like to minister to you? How would the Lord come to you, do you think? Do you think he would come like a fire, burning, purifying? I think it it may have been thy kingdom come or on the Alpha. They were talking about fire burns and cleans the outside, but then we need the water to wash and clean us on the inside. I can't tell you who I can credit that with, but I found that very helpful. But water, the water of the Spirit refreshes and cleanses. The wind of the Spirit blows strongly or very gently. The anointing oil, with COVID and such, we haven't been praying for people and anointing with oil much. Maybe it'd be nice to get back to that. Something nice about being anointed with oil. It's a, a healing. But anyway, it's time for me to step out in faith. Deep breath. <laughs> but not in a scary way. Because I've talked about being filled with the Holy Spirit 39 years ago. Yeah, well, Julian, that's all very nice. You're banging on about the past. What about this week? Okay. I challenge myself. I'm going to speak on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Then, Father, could I graciously and politely ask you for something fresh? Something fresh of you. And uh, earlier this week, I was sitting in my car having lunch. I was reading my Bible. And I was very much drawn to Revelation 4 and 5, and I was thrilled when we started singing some of it this morning. In Revelation 4 and 5, there, there's John, and he's basically on a prison colony. He's, he's just been pushed out of the way and imprisoned on this island. And he has this revelation, not of the end times, he has a revelation of Jesus Christ. And I looked at some of the, pas- some of the words in this passage, and I've read them and I've sung them and I've prayed them many times. But I can say that, in a sense, my heart was strangely warmed. Do you want to come and join me, dear? Grab the mic. Ah, that scared you, didn't it? You might need a mic. Now, being, um, now being an old man, um, um, looking at the book of Joel and what happens, what are old men supposed to do? Dream dreams. And he started seeing we dream the same dream. So I've been praying for the last three weeks, Lord, would you speak to me? I'm going to go to bed and, 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 and I want to fix my mind on you and I want you to speak to me in a dream. And he didn't. <laughs> but then yesterday morning, my lovely wife says, I had a dream last night. So no names, but uh, yeah, just okay. go for it. Um, yes, I had a very specific dream. Um, and it was so specific, I, I couldn't really ignore it. And... Um, in the dream, I was. It was the, these words just came through my head very specifically, and it was um, a friend of ours, um, but it, may, it could have been someone from here. But someone had been diagnosed with uh, macular. macular degeneration, um, and you know those words were quite unfamiliar to me. I had a vague idea of what they were. But because they were so specific, I just felt it was significant. <laughs> Thank you. Can I get that sign? So that's exciting. That, that's exciting. What I'd like to encourage us to do is, is to just look at these words on the screen here. These are the words that I was, I was reading on Thursday. And, and um, it's not necessarily trying to repeat what happened to me because God always does things in a different way. But 
When I was seeking the baptism of the Spirit, I read so many books on all the things I needed to repent of and all the different positions I needed to be in and things I needed to do. And it was such a revelation when actually I just got so caught up with who Jesus was, I kind of wasn't worried about the process anymore. And then realised before I knew it that I was being filled with the Holy Spirit. So maybe you'd just like to... I'm just going to read this and minister this to you. But... um, Maybe just want to set yourself in a prayerful position, something that's comfortable for you. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. Lord God, you are holy, magnificent, glorious. Father, you are clothed in splendour. You are above all and you are beyond all. Maker and creator of heavens and earth. All things are subject to you, King Jesus. You are holy, holy, holy. You are the Lord God Almighty. A God who was, a God who is, and a God who is to come. For you are worthy, O Lord, you are worthy. You are worthy to receive glory and honour and power. For you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Jesus, you are the lamb. You're the worthy lamb. You're the one who sits upon the throne. You're the lamb who was slain. To you, Lord, receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and blessing. Thank you for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside. <laughs>